0: For me, it's like my passion of working with uh, with the technology. I have this feeling that uh, when people come to work, they open up their computers and they look at me. Then they say, oh, hello, Sarah, that's you, because I allow them to go into the system. So I was thinking, you know, that's my thought every morning when I come to work.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Vossa, celebrating creators, thinkers and changemakers from across the Pacific, exploring what makes us tick, what motivates us, and what the future looks like in the communities and region we call home. Supported by the World Bank in the Pacific and PNG. This episode, we're delving into all things technology and connectivity. The ways in which we're using technology to address everyday challenges, how technology is helping us preserve our ways of life and keeping us connected, and asking ourselves how we can best use it to safely and inclusively benefit our communities. As always, this episode is supported by the World Bank in the Pacific and PNG. The World Bank has also been a big supporter of increasing connectivity with projects across the region, being instrumental in building faster, more reliable, and more affordable internet
0: access. I always tell my team when you do your work, think that people are using your knowledge, meaning that uh, when they come in the morning, they open up their laptop, when they're connected to check their email, They're using your knowledge. They're using your work. So, you know, just be passionate uh, so that encourage them more to perform well and, you know, come up with more initiatives and more ideas to improve their services.
1: Sarai Tavita is the ICT director for the National University of Samoa. It's a big job. She and her team are responsible for the work and learning journeys of thousands of students and staff.
0: Working in different fields, from the financial sector to the agriculture sector, and now I'm here at the education sector. Those days, people think technology is just a support, you know, just a tool there to help them, you know, to speed up things, uh, make it uh, convenient and efficient. They didn't see the importance. People now realise that you know, technology is very important. And uh, with our technology this time, you know, you can't continue the accessibility of things. Technology being
1: increasingly important in normal times, it was absolutely essential during the
0: pandemic. The reason why NUS continues education because we have our learning management system or our online um, system called Moodle. That's where the technology comes in so that we continue to deliver our courses and for our students to continue engaging with the staff or with their lectures. Technology makes things easier for them. The technology makes the access continually available. That's the only source that we are using during the lockdown to continue our work because that's our purpose is to deliver the education to our people at the tertiary level.
1: Make no mistake, there are still challenges. Firstly, connectivity.
0: I think the problem is, is the accessibility of our people uh, in terms of the connection or the reception of the, the internet where they are. So even though that we had our deal with our ISP providers and mobile providers that uh, all our online sites and all our online resources can be accessed freely on internet, but if the students is uh, housed or live in a place that uh, the connectivity is low or bandwidth is low at that side, then it's a problem to them. The second challenge,
1: access to appropriate affordable devices.
0: The other problem that we faced uh, during this time of uh, lockdown is the affordability of devices that people or the students use. If the students don't have a laptop, don't have a smartphone, then he or she can't access what we provided. I think it applies to all the Pacific countries and that's the, the devices that we use because the technology depends on the devices that you use to access.
1: You can have all the bells and whistles in place and send out all the information you think is necessary, but if recipients don't have connectivity or the devices to access it, then all that effort can be lost. According to Sarai, Reflecting on her previous line of work in superannuation, there have been some developments that proved useful during lockdowns.
0: I can go back to the National Provident Fund during this time as well of the COVID. Uh, their online form to apply for your entitlement. There are different types of loans. It's available online. You don't have to go and stand in the queue like we used to do in those days. People have to come to NBF office and they have these all big queues, so that you can go and manually apply for your loan. Then you get it later on the day. But now, with the technology, even though with the COVID, people are now they can access their balances online and they can process it online as well. Very convenient
1: for the Kingdom of Tonga and Selu an information technology professional who works with the e-government initiative under the Prime Minister's office, her country had some time to prepare for the arrival of COVID-19. But all the same, technology helped save the day.
2: We had two big years to prepare ourselves for, for once COVID reaches our, our shores. So in preparation for this, we had the, the e-learning platform prepared. And we had to go out to the community and train teachers. We went out to the outer islands. We went all the way to Niua, which is more closer to Samoa than Tonga, just to train teachers how to use um, e-learning, you know, how to use a computer, how to to put their resources into this, um, how to train their students to use um, technology. There's two different things, a teacher using a computer and a student using a computer.
1: As simple as it might sound, supporting students and teachers to learn and teach online, Selu and her colleagues still planned for the unique challenges of life in the islands. The most furthest
2: island here yeah, only has um, 2G. Um, the fiber is only on the main islands. So also the experiences are very different. Um, for example, during school closures, um, we we asked students and teachers to use the online platform. But we also took into, into account that everyone accessing this platform will experience um, different experiences. Eh? The experience on the main island will be different from a little kid
1: accessing from one of our, our remote islands. Falawa Sione of Tuvalu, who is Director of Trade, sees the value of internet technology in learning, but also in keeping administrative functions running as well as saving lives in a region vulnerable to
3: natural disasters. First and foremost is the um, internet. It has been used as a major form of communication and learning, which contributes to the nation's economic uh, development. Secondly, the software such as database system that has been used in office to keep data and provide reports that leads to good decision-making and planning. Um, lastly, um, the technology has been used to save lives in hospital and warn people of the possibility of uh, natural disasters.
1: For many, technology represents the great unknown. But for our guests, it presents great opportunities to strengthen our community and cultural ties. It's all about how we use technology. And what we use it for?
0: People say that technology might hinder our culture, but to us, we're working in this field. It's it's not hindering our culture; it's enhancing our culture. For example, with this multimedia um, technology, you know, the social media uh, together with the TV and other forms of uh, delivering the message, and the culture kept there. You can come back then, uh, another time, you can watch it. But before, once our, our ancestors or our, our forefathers say something, then it's, that's it. Nothing has been recorded. But with technology now, everything can be recorded and you can listen over and over again. That's the beauty of this technology we have now. Two things to think about, Sarai says, are security and privacy. The other thing that people need to, to think about is the security and their privacy, meaning that they need to choose and you know think properly before they put things out there. because uh, our people you know their culture is so dear to them. Even as the Pacific people, we have our own values, we have our own norms. So you need to be very careful when you set things on social media because it's an open space. Yes, it comes with benefits and it's um, constraints. However, it's for us, the people. You choose the right words to say, you choose the mm. right words to write, you need to think properly before you, you choose to use it.
1: Technology, according to Selu, is a lifeline in many ways. For one, remittances.
2: For us Pacific Islanders, if a family member of yours move, who migrates overseas, um, they still tend to support you financially. Um, they better support you from abroad. So I think families in Tongan families overseas are like, please disconnect the Tongan community from the internet because every time they're online, they're asking
1: for money. <laughs> ha. But in all seriousness, despite the usual reluctance to change, technology has a lot to offer in keeping communities connected making work processes more convenient and supporting livelihoods. As Selu says, it's tough being an early adopter of a concept like e-government. But people are coming around.
2: People are always re- reluctant for change and just watch from the sideline and wait to see what happens. So I think that's that's a mentality that, um, that people have. Technology is coming fast. Changes are, are happening fast and um we need to catch up we need to um get our skills up to skills to the changes that is happening but there's still a lot of people holding back and funny enough when we were working on on e-government and trying to um trying to get other line ministries to be on the same page to moving to this new platform even IT people from other line ministries didn't want to let go you know they didn't want to jump
1: into this new term of e-government. The volcanic eruption and tsunami that impacted Tonga early this year, according to Selu, was part of changing attitudes towards technology.
2: In Tonga, in January, we had the, the volcanic eruption. The whole of Tonga got disconnected from the world when our, when our cable got cut. We were like out of internet for a whole month. And, and me sitting there and, and watching, um, the people, I think they were finally realizing how much we use technology for our daily lives. When I was growing up, I would hear my parents and grandparents say that, um, technology will change our culture, will change our, the kids' um, mindset. And yes, the changes come both good and bad. But during this time that we were out of internet, um, people appreciated more how much they use and rely on technology for everyday life.
1: Like Sarai, Falawa also sees that social media poses some benefits to connecting communities and keeping cultural practices alive. Not only that,
3: e-commerce offers opportunities for livelihoods in Tuvalu. I think um, social media has been very useful in supporting the Pacific family and community ties. Uh, It has also helped in preserving cultures in a way that traditional activities are mostly published and store on them for easy access in the future. Also the social um, e-commerce has been on the rising to value and has connected our remote to valuing businesses with the well. In addition, database has been built to digitize most of the important documents and process which may help on presenting the Pacific identity
0: it's for us to make it work. We need to engage, we need to collaborate more, bring in our policy makers, bring in our church communities, bring in our, you know, the youth, um, the software developers, the communication people, because they have the skills and knowledge. It's a work together, it's an engagement, it's a collaborative work of everyone, so that we can maximize the benefits of using the technology.
1: Technology affects us all in ways that we might not even always be aware. It's up to us to take the reins and be involved in using it for our benefit, while being aware of the ways we can keep ourselves safe. But not everyone gets the same access and engagement in technology.
0: It starts from the primary school and the secondary school. Because the problem we have now, even though we have girls taking computing courses, the problem is when it comes to the workplace, it's always men. Then you ask, where are the girls They taking the courses? Where are they going?
1: Sarai, who is involved in the Samoa Information Technology Society, is passionate about encouraging more girls and women to study and work in technology. As a fellow woman in the technology space in Tonga, Selu is also a champion for girls and women in IT. In
2: the government, I was the only girl in our ICT team. And from there, I, I kind of thought of, um, why not do a little group to help girls, to empower them to want to, to take ICT? We go around to schools and um, do awareness, talk about being safe online and, and all those things. And um, when we went around the schools, we noticed that in the computer classes, there are more females than males. But when we move to the workforce, we don't see any girls. So um, this is um, how I became an ICT engineer, not just an ICT engineer, but very passionate on trying to, to get more girls um, into this field, not only for Tonga, but I think for the Pacific as a, as a
1: whole. Selu's own story is a unique one, in which she scored a scholarship to study in Japan and landed on studies in I.T., in an unexpected way.
2: When I got the scholarship, I was so excited and so happy that I'll be leaving Tonga and going out to to a new foreign country. I got to Japan, studied Japanese for six months, and then came back and read my entrance letter, which was mostly in Japanese, and realized that I was out there to study computer studies instead of mechanical engineering. So that was another big thing for me because. I
1: never took computer studies. Technology might not reach everyone who needs it, but it certainly is popping up in the most unexpected places.
2: Everyone is a technology stakeholder because you you are a user. Like, if you own a phone, you are classified as a user. And funny enough, um, just a few weeks ago, I went um, to a meeting. Not a meeting, it's like a, a family gathering. And my, my grand-aunt, who is in her 70s, has a more fancy phone than me. She has an iPhone, and I'm using this little old phone that I can't really do much. And I was like, oh, wow. And here she was browsing through with her fingers, and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm on my Facebook.
1: Like any new development, it's worth knowing what you're dealing with and how to make the best decisions for yourself. Cost of access is also a big factor in who gets to use technology and be connected.
2: It is very important for you to know how to use your, to how to be a, a safe user. Also for designers or for sellers here in Tonga to bring the the right technology, you know. Um, we have some people who are bringing in um, technology from, from overseas that sell it out here for a ridiculous price. And yet that technology can't do what we want it to do. So they also play a, a very important role in, in being a, a technology stakeholder is for also our resellers to
1: bring in better quality um, technology. The benefits are high, but the stakes are also high, says Selu.
2: Being users and owners of our technology, I think that's the biggest say I would say here is, is how important it is to know how to use the technology, right, so that you don't, you don't do anything wrong.
1: Not just anything wrong. You can lose um, things over technology. Since Valua, Tuvalu is focusing on making the most of what technology has to offer their island nation, harnessing the offerings of technology to improve citizens' lives.
3: For so the um the e-commerce that we use in Tuvalu, training and you know, all um, for our uh, staff in the departments. And also, we, uh, we're we still working on the package of laws that's uh, endorsed by the government a few weeks ago. And also, we have the um, e-commerce uh, committee just formulated uh, last week. And uh, we had the first meeting for this committee on the e-commerce of Tuvalu. And also, um, we have a, a national strategy for sustainable development from 2021 to 2000. Um We have the national outcome. It's uh, harnessing the digital uh, transformation to improve lives. Deciding on the best, safest
1: and most beneficial ways to use technology makes up much of our daily lives. You've listened to this podcast thanks to technology. As our guests have told us, change is inevitable and technology is evolving rapidly. Every one of us is a stakeholder in technology Whether as a user, designer, decision-maker, the roles are many and diverse. Technology does pose risks, and there are opportunities to inform users about the technology we use and how to use it on our own terms. On the other hand, the benefits are plentiful. Keeping families connected, supporting livelihoods, sharing and documenting cultural practices, learning and making work processes safer and more efficient. Seeing entrepreneurs flourish online like our Episode 5 guests on The Hustle is Real, and seeing communities come together to help one another like the amazing humans of Episode 8 on Caring for Our Community, the possibilities are endless. Here's to a region where citizens can thrive, using technology and connectivity on their own terms. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on social media, or subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. It's been amazing hearing from you this season and your voices and comments have made a world of difference for Voss's episodes and keep those comments and messages coming. Our next episode will be our last when we explore rituals, culture and identity. We're excited to share our guests' perspectives with you. Until then, take care and stay safe.